What's up, everyone? It's time for another episode of the Frary and Smith podcast. Troy and App State will meet for the Sunbelt Football Championship this coming Saturday. On today's episode, Caden and I are excited to welcome two former Sunbelt stars, App State's Darrington Evans and Troy's Carlton Marshall to the show to help preview the big game, dive deep into what makes each program special, and make their predictions for Saturday's title game. We can't wait to talk about this game. We hope you'll enjoy it. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get right to it. Well, Troy and App State will meet on Saturday in the Sunbelt Championship game at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central on ESPN. And to talk about that game, we are excited to welcome a couple of Sunbelt football legends to the Frarian Smith podcast. We've got Troy's Carlton Marshall. We've got App State's Darrington Evans joining us. Guys, thanks for taking some time out of your busy schedules to come on the Frarian Smith podcast. Hey, no problem. Thank you for having us. Yeah, appreciate y'all for having us. Well, guys, let's jump right in and let's just start with what have you guys been up to lately? Let's catch up on, you know, what's going on in your football careers right now and even off the field. Darrington, we'll start with you. I know you've been with multiple NFL teams this year and you've also got some great side hustles on the side as well. Yeah, man, it's been a a, a very busy year, uh, at least to say. Um, kind of like a journeyman at this point right now in year four. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy, you know, going from team to team, everybody asking, like, how's it been? Uh, essentially being on like four different teams in the past calendar year and it's like as soon as you get situated and comfortable with a team you're getting shipped off to the next team you got to move next day so I mean it's been a wild ride but at the end of the day man it's it's the dream how about you Carlton uh well recently I've been had been reached out you know by some teams you know in the USFL but you know nothing really solid right now so I'm just you know staying in shape waiting here to answer and I know I got a few things brewing that I'm not trying to jinx, so I'm just uh, hold off on that. Well, and I heard you're taking advantage of this time to work on your masters at Troy. You've been around the football program as you you know try to use this time well. Almost definitely, you know, might as well you know get my education. You know, if I can get that education while still staying in shape on my downtime, you know, not having any you know business as in football wise, you know, might as well you know go back and get my masters, you know, and see where that takes me because I'm definitely gonna you know, use that later in my life. Definitely sounds like y'all are both making the most of your time and opportunity. It's great to see you again, Carlton and Darrington. I know it's been a minute since we talked from from the App State days, but the both of you both had some some great seasons and some great head-to-head matchups in the 2018-2019 seasons. I know, Carlton, we looked at the stats. You had 21 tackles between those two games. Darrington, you had 268 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns. Y'all played running back and linebacker, so I know y'all probably met in the hole a couple of times. What are y'all's memories as far as scouting each other, playing each other in recent history and in the past in the conference? We'll start with you, Carlton. Can can do it can do it all you know, fat excuse me like fast as hell <laughs> that's a, that's the first thing get out there but yeah you know just you know he's a straight pure athlete so we make sure we had to get eleven hats to the ball you know he's he's really what I I would say you know kind of drove them to that next level you know he's one part of like him and the O line you know that the whole box you know those guys they were pretty solid yeah and I say on my end it was like shoot he's the one. He's the one guy that we had circled on their defense, man. You know he's going to come downhill, get everybody in the right position to make plays. He's going to fly around. So it's just like really just try and manage him as best as we could. And then from there, we feel like we probably had a little bit better chance. Now, Darrington, I know I look back through the stats. Carlton tackled you about seven or eight times. How did that feel? Yeah, man. I ain't going to lie. It's like when you playing in the games and you know you got a dog on the other side, 
it's like when you can anticipate it, the hits really don't hurt as much. You know what I mean? It's like the ones where you you not really think. It's like the routine tackles. Those are the ones that you feel. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, like at the end of the day, you know, he came downhill. That's that's his game plan. That's how he's gonna play fast, physical, get to the ball. It's kind of like the Troy style. Um, you know, obviously once at we came in like 15 through 19-ish, you know, we kind of started to like be at the top of the uh Sun Belt, especially on the east side. But man, if you go through your history, you know Troy's one of them teams that was definitely at the top of the crop every year. Um before then, during that time, and then obviously as we see this year, back on top. Now, Carlton, obviously Darrington got you a couple of times. What makes him so tough to tackle? You know, just elusive and really a born football player, really. That that's really what it comes down to. You know, just a great football player, you know, the way he shifts in the hole, the way he can at a instant like that turn it on and boom bust out the hole hit the sideline you know guys like that you definitely got to be be cautious about you know anticipation like you said you know being in your right gaps make sure everybody's doing their job and when you get a chance to tackle wrap up please (laughs) wrap up now carlton we've got to ask you about this you probably get asked about it you know a hundred times a year since it happened last year but you guys play app state last year everyone remembers how that game ended uh what do you remember from that moment and how did you guys as a team turn what could or was a negative at the time into a positive and kind of you know, use that as a teaching moment that ultimately fueled that Sunbelt Championship run last year? You know, that I would say that whole week was crazy because I was a game-time decision, and then I ended up not playing that game. So I'm seeing the game just progress and progress. And I think it was first drive, it was a interception, Gunnar Watson. I was like, okay, that now we're going we're gonna to see how we respond. But I say that whole game, it, it was going back and forth. Then, unfortunately, we had some players go down, but – you know, those two last two minutes of the game, you know, we're gonna ran back and took the safety and then we kicked we uh kicked the you know, kicked it right back to them and they ended up on the fifty yard line. I it replays in my head, I would say every single day. Hey, <laughs> every single day I hear the name, you know, App State. That's just one memory, you know, I never forget. I'm on the sideline. I think the play before that, I saw one of our cornerbacks, he jumped the route right on the sideline. He dropped the pick, but, you know, it, it happens sometimes, you know. But I, I feel like, you know, they learned their lesson. I think that really kind of brought us together as a team. You know, that's not a loss that you want, but it's one of those losses that you need. Like, okay, now you start to get more people believing. I really think it really gave us a test of our resilient resiliency, honestly, just to see where, like, can we really, you know, get us right back on the track like we used to be. Definitely one of the craziest finishes I've been in attendance for for a game. And then seeing the season y'all were able to have after that definitely seemed like a big turning point for the team. But let's talk about y'all's alma maters this season. How have you both been keeping up with the journeys of both of your former teams leading up to the championship? Darrington, I know it's been a minute since you put on the black and gold. And Carlton, you were on this team last year. So Darrington, starting with you, how have you been just keeping up with the App State team this year and this championship journey they've been on? I mean, mainly it's like on days we travel. Um, like if it's a home game, I'm able to watch the game at home um, on my own. But it's like, you know, say we travel to an away game. We travel day before on a Saturday. App State normally playing at 3.30. So it's like, dang, all right, we on the flight. All right, let me let me get on this uh this airplane Wi-Fi real quick, try and see if I can watch the game. As soon as we land, I got it on my phone as we walk into the team hotel. So that's kind of how it's been for me this year, keeping up. Um, 
And then, you know, we actually lucked up having a lot of later games, night games, 6.30, 7 something. So being able to keep up with those were a lot easier, but really just on the go, man, on my phone. What about you, Carlton? I think you've been in a couple of games, I feel like, what I've seen this season. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I know uh, I had a good talk with some raw. He said, yeah, definitely come back, help help coach, help get these linebackers, you know, in the right positions. You know, they look up to you, they'll listen to you. So just going there and providing as little knowledge as I can, you know, what, I can, what I'm seeing out there on the field, sometimes what they're not seeing, you know, some tips and reminders that will give off, give the play away, honestly, or give it away like before the play, just little things like that, keeping the guy's mind right, you know, really just making sure, you know, some guys have veered off and, you know, you have to bring them back, you know, keep them on track because, you know, hearing it from a coach, you know, you've taught, you're supposed to hear that, but hearing, hearing it from one of your former teammates, like me, I just go in there, hey, come on, get get right. You know you're not supposed to be doing that. You know, protect the team. That's really, you know, the biggest thing for Coach Summer. Now, Darrington, you've been away from App State for a couple of years now. You know, looking at this year's team, who have been some of your favorite players to watch? Kanye. Kanye, Kanye for sure. Uh, Nate, when he's out there. Um, I feel like, honestly – over the second half of the season, really the whole defense, the whole defense stepped up on um, being able to watch them from the beginning of the season to now, man, they've been getting takeaways after takeaways after takeaways. That's been really exciting to see. But um, I definitely feel like Kanye for sure has been one of those guys that I had circled when he first signed the app. I was told about everybody was just talking about like, yo, he going to be the next one. He going to be the next one. And then just kind of seeing it like coming to fruition on the games when Nate's down and. You know, we rotating backs. You still got um, AC coming in doing his thing as well. So shout out to him too. But I'm I'm really excited to see how Kanye does this week and uh, seeing how he does moving forward in his career. Now, how about you, Carlton? Obviously, still a little bit closer to the team. But who are some of those guys that now being removed from the playing field you've enjoyed watching? No, Reddy Stewart, first person that popped in my mind is either Reddy Stewart, Javon Solomon, Richard Jubinar, you know, Buddha Jones. I would say honestly, I'm proud of that whole defense because, you know, losing a lot of guys – well, losing guys from last year, you know, more the experience, that was a big question for Troy's defense. But I think – well, on paper, they say that they're, they're be- they were better than us. You know, that argument definitely going to come up. <laughs> it's going to come up uh, from time to time. But, you know, I'm really just proud of that. I would say the least experience would be, you know, that linebacker core. You know, Terry Thomas, Jaden McDonald, you know, Jordan Stringer. And especially some young guys coming up, I'm really proud of those guys. And I think, you know, they've really you know, made a turning point you know, throughout the whole season. They just got better and better. Well, Carlton, if uh, your football career never works out, you should get a job in media because that was the perfect transition there to our next question. You know, you brought it up. Many people going into this year, you know, you look at this Troy defense, and I think a lot of us thought it was going to take a step back. You lose guys like yourself, you know, K.J. Robertson, T.J. Harris, Craig Slocum, this group, though, has not missed a beat. Why do you feel like this defense has been able to just, you know, continue on this season? You know, I would say, you know, it's definitely coaches, coaching leadership because, you know, the coaches, they never stop coaching us hard, even though, you know, last year with me and KJ being the older guys in the room, you know, you got a young coach coming in. You're like, okay, you don't want to get stuck in your way. You still want to be able to be coachable. And I think that's one thing, like, a lot of the guys picked up. They're like, okay. It's level of respect that you got to have going through this because it's not just about, you know, just the coach. It's about you guys as a whole, as a team, just the respect for the game and knowing that at any given moment, you know, your, your car could be pulled. So just be ready. 
Now, Darrington, a similar type of question, but you know, when you look at this App State offense this year, you've had Joey Aguilar have a huge year. The mm-hmm. passing game usage is a little bit different from when you were there. You know, you mentioned some of the young running backs, that deep running back room. What's made App State's offense so good this year, in your opinion? I would say the explosiveness in the receiving game as well. Um, you know, with the the big like all the receivers have bigger body types, and that's that's something that we've had in the past, but not all across the board. Um, so I feel like with them being able to go up and get those 50-50 balls, being able to extend plays, run through catches, run through contact, different things like that has been able to help the offense in the run and the pass game, especially with the quarterback going down earlier in the season. So um, all together, man, I, I feel like with the, the amount of guys they have there, being able to move forward with the experience that they've gained this year, um, and especially with going through the, the struggles early in the year to where they are now, I feel like they'll appreciate it a lot more work harder for each other, play hard for Coach Clark, and, you know, hopefully get the job done. What's impressed you with uh, Joey Aguilar? Really just his composure. Um, you know, earlier in the season, uh, you know, he's had games where he played really extremely well. Um, then he's had games where he played good, but it's a few, you can tell it's a few plays he wish he had back. Um, but really just being able to stay consistent, um, come out the next week, uh, getting the ball to his guys, passing the ball around, using his legs at times when he needs to. Um, that's that's pretty much every App State quarterback. You got to be able to use your legs when you need to to be able to extend those third down conversions, fourth down conversions, getting the tight ends involved. That's something that's always helped. So being able to see him like kind of grow into his shell and who he wants to be as a player. Hey, everyone. Quick interruption from today's episode to tell you about a cool opportunity. We've teamed up with the Trojan Together Collective, the official NIL entity for Troy Athletics, to provide two tickets plus parking to Saturday's Sunbelt Football Championship game. Entering is simple. Click the link in the show notes of this episode and sign up for the Frary and Smith Podcast newsletter. We'll select a lucky winner of this awesome package courtesy of the Trojan Together Collective at noon Eastern tomorrow. Now let's get back to the conversation with Carlton Marshall and Darrington Evans. Yeah, it's definitely been cool to watch y'all's respective sides of the ball kind of continue to uphold that standard, even though it looks a little bit different than when y'all played there and leading to this championship game. And staying on this championship game, you've both been a part of hosting, playing, and winning conference titles before. Could y'all maybe talk about between the pregame, during the game, and postgame, what memories kind of stick out to you both the most, and what should these players expect on Saturday? We'll start with you, Darrington. I would say, you know, pregame, it's going to be it's gonna be what it is. Um, you know, I always treated every game the same. But at the same time, when it comes to your preparation, you know it's just turned up just a little bit more all around. So it's like you can't you can't neglect the fact that it's a conference championship game. Everybody knows what's on the line, what's at stake, um, and you really just have to go out there and get the job done. Um, during the game, man, that that environment is always electric. It's always crazy. It's always one of the best experiences that you'll have for the for the rest of the season, for the rest of your life. That's one of your biggest memories. So you're trying to put it all on the line in that moment. And then, you know, definitely post-game, man, win. I haven't experienced a loss in that that category. Um, but definitely with the win, man, like, you know, you celebrating with your guys. You got the cigars. You got this. You got that. Everybody just enjoying the moment. And, you know, I, I pray, I hope, and I, I've been saying it since I left, man, I just hope those guys get to have that same experience of, you know, feeling what it's like to be on top. Yeah, kind of following what Darrington said, you know, just pre-game, you have your routines and everything that you go go through. but you know, you're going to have those butterflies in your stomach. And when you have those butterflies, that just means you're ready, honestly. You know, you're out there. You got four quarters of hard-nosed football. So 
make sure your mind's right. You got to be ready for that. Whatever zone you can get into, you know, get in that zone. But I feel like uh, the championships that, you know, the championship I've been a part of, it was a more personal thing because, you know, us in Coastal Carolina, that is it's a little bad blood right there, of course. From the band. Yeah, there's a nose. And there's a nose a lot. Yeah. But it's a lot it's a lot of bad blood with, you know, us and Coastal. But so I feel like it was more personal. And of course some guys are gonna be personally driven, you know, for this game right here just because of what happened last year. But, you know, they wanna they still got that little asterisk by they wanna erase that blemish. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what those guys put out and it's gonna be fireworks this game too. Carlton, how exciting was it, you know, to play in front of the the home fans, that Trojan crowd? Uh, we were there; it was electric last year. How exciting is it to play the championship game at home? You no, know, it's a, it's amazing, of course. Every anytime you get, you know, home advantage for a championship game, but I would say that was probably the loudest I've ever heard. You know, the vet. I, I can really go back to one play. It was, um, I think last year, fourth in maybe. I think a fourth and seven or something like that. And Coastal, they run a little, you know, speed option, you know, to the field. Javon Solomon breaks through the line, tackle for loss. When I, when I say I still go back, I watch the game, I hear the crowd. Like, I haven't heard a roar like that come from the vet in a while. So it's going to be a big game. Darrington, you got to play in front of App State crowds your entire career. And that's a, that's kind of the one thing I explained to like a lot of my teammates. Like when they asked like what it was like to play at State, I'm like, man, I feel like we had a Power Five environment just at a smaller school, at a Group of Five school. Um, especially like you said, when you playing in a conference championship game at home, got home field advantage, man. Those games are those games are far more electric than anything. Like I remember we had Miami came up and played us at home. We had Wake Forest come up and play us at home. They had North Carolina come up and play them at home. Um, in recent years. So it's like those games were turned, those games were lit. But like you said, like the conference championship games we played when we played Lafayette, we knew what kind of game it was going to be. They had dogs in the offensive line. They had dogs on the defensive line. I feel like their defense was a was a power five defense based off of size and skill and speed ability. They had some dogs at running back. They had a three-headed snake with those guys. Levi was good at quarterback, being able to run, run around, have receivers that were fast. So it's like you knew it was going to be a dogfight. You knew what you were getting into. But at the same time, man, playing at the Rock was – it was crazy. Like like you said, I still remember specific players from the 2018 game with the opening kickoff, taking that thing back like 97, and then going to the 2019 game, really just the whole first quarter. I think we went up like 21 nothing in the first quarter, something like that, like fast, and crowd was electric. So – you know, that's that's one of those things that um, I'm kind of jealous that Troy's going to have the advantage of having a home crowd. But at the same time, I feel like Apple will be prepared because they're used to playing in that kind of environment. Darrington, you definitely had your fingerprints all over those championship games, taking home two of those MVP awards with some just some outstanding performances on the highest level. I know you've been petitioning to get that MVP belt renamed after Darrington Evans, maybe the Darrington <laughs> Evans Sunbelt MVP. How is that process going? How can we help you? And why should Darrington Evans have the, the Sunbelt MVP trophy named after him? Man, I feel like we're going we gonna to get it coming soon. Uh, definitely going to reach out to them. Um, I actually was, I'm actually asked a lot, like what I get into like coaching and different things like that but you know potentially bringing it up to the summer because you got to think like that was the first annual like the first one ever was in 2018 got that belt and then the first person to do it back to back like 
I don't know how many people are going to be able to do that because you got to think all of the teams in this league are getting better every year. You got JMU, you got Coastal, you got Troy, you got at Georgia Southern, Georgia State. We're playing really well earlier in the year. Really, the whole east side of the, you know what I'm saying, division. Uh, South Al played really well last year. Like, you know, the 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 group of five team and conference to look out for is the Sun Belt, as we've known for years. But it's like we kind of putting our stamp and footprint on it. So I just feel like, you know, with being the first person to do that and then first person to do it back to back years and then still having an extra year, you know, the 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 dog in me feels like if I'd have came back for another year, it might have been a three peak. Like you never know. Um, but you know, I feel like that'd be something pretty cool to bring up to them and just kind of um see what they want to do. Cause I believe I saw the Pac twelve, if I'm not mistaken, was trying to do like a, a wrestling belt for their MVP. And I'm like, I don't I don't really like that. Like leave that to the sun belt. That's us. That's our identity. So I'm really excited to see who wins that this year, whether it's Troy or App. You know, I just I just want to see who wins it and you know what I'm saying, just be able to congratulate them after the game. Well, Carlton certainly hoping that uh, Gunnar Watson picks up his uh, second in a row at this game. Darrington, I got to ask, where are those championship belts? You got to keep them. What have you done with them since? Yeah, they're back at, they're back at my house in my man cave. Sounds like a great place uh, to have them. Carlton, yeah. you know, we don't want to forget about you. We know that Troy had Carlton Marshall Day earlier this year. When you face South Alabama, you're the all-time FBS leading tackler. What if we position to get the Sun Belt Defensive Player of the Year award, you know, in your name? Do you like that idea? I, d- I definitely like that idea, but <laughs> when it comes to that, I know they got some guys they might want to, you know, probably put ahead of me. But if it, if it was up to me, of course, you know, I'll put my name on it. But you know, I know we have guys, you know, before me and after me, you know, guys more to more to come, you know, because I feel like every year, like he said, some is getting better and better. It's new talent every single year, and these younger guys, they're becoming. I would say. You know, more freaks of nature that you that you see. You see a maybe like a, a six four, fourteen year old, or something, something like that, and he's still growing. So things like that. But you no know, petitioning for that. You know, I don't. I don't see no problem with that. But I'm gonna have to go through a uh, Summerall, <laughs> or Mr. Brent Jones for that. Rad. Well, I definitely think the Carlton Marshall Sunbelt Defensive Player of the Year award has a nice ring to it. We'll see what we can do about that. But both of you guys, we want to have you pick. One X-Factor player for this game, for this championship game, for each of your respective teams. We'll go with you, Carlton, first. Who do you think is going to be that X-Factor player that's going to make a big impact in this one for Troy? Can, can I choose more than one? Can I choose offense or defense? Go for but it. Yeah, for offense, I would say definitely Kamani Vidal or Deshaun Stoudemire. You know, those two guys. You know, Kamani being... You know, the monster he is, you know, low center of gravity, hard to tackle, one of the hardest guys I've, you know, had to tackle, you know, throughout my time at Troy. But Deshaun Stoudemire as well. But I would say the one guy that I could put overall is probably, you know, Reddy Stewart. Reddy Stewart. Ah, I would say for me it's kind of the same. It's, it's going to be hard to pick one person. You know me, I've been, I've been talking to the running backs all week. I'm going to go with the running back, but I don't – I don't know who's going to be the main guy that game because, you know, they do a good job rotating. So I'm going to say collectively the running back group, whoever's hot that day, if Nate's playing and, you know, he's healthy, I don't know what his, what his, you know, stance is with all of that. But if he's playing, like, it's hard not to say Nate Noel because anytime he touches the ball, he can go 60, he can go 70, and he can, he can change a game like that. I don't know if it's going to be any of the other guys, so – I'm going to just say the running back group collectively. I don't know who's going to make the first play, but personally, I already challenged them. Hey, 
who's going to make the first play? We're going to get this thing started. We're going to bring this thing back to the mountain. And let's let's see how it go from there. Sounds like uh, Darrington wants to see another one of those MVP belts in the App State running back room. Well, guys, it's that time. Let's make some predictions for this game. Uh, Troy comes in a six and a half point favorite right now. Give us your score prediction. Who wins? And, you know, how do you think this game's going to go? Darrington, we'll go with you first. I think it's going to be more of a defensive game. Um, whether whether or not people want to believe that or not. I feel like it's going to be a defensive game early. I feel like, you know, first half it'll be close, maybe like a, a 14-14, 14-10, something around there, low-scoring game. But I feel like after the second half adjustments, guys on both sides understanding what's really at stake with two quarters remaining, that'll be where you kind of start getting the points scored. And I'm going to take App State. Um probably 35 to 31, 35 to 31. It'll be a close game. How about you, Carlton? Just uh, back when he said, you know, defensive struggle, especially at the beginning of the game, you know, of course, every coach has, had, every coach has their first 15 plays like that. So it's going to go quick, especially, you know, with App and Troy being tempo-type teams. But I say, you know, once the second, second half gets in, everybody buckles in, I think it'll really – kind of lock up from there and I can say I'm not gonna go with that in the 30s because I don't even know I know both high-powered defenses they hard they're not giving up that much probably but um I would say I would say Troy of course 28 to 24. Okay well it sounds like we are in store for a great Sunbelt football championship on Saturday guys really appreciate you taking some time out of your busy schedules to join us and talk about this game look forward to watching App State and Troy square off on Saturday thank y'all no doubt appreciate y'all for having us that's it for this episode we really appreciate you joining us today if you enjoyed this show here's one thing you can do Share this show with one, maybe two of your Sunbelt football-loving friends. Help us help you by continuing to grow this podcast. Also, don't forget to make plans to join us again on Friday when John Summerall and Sean Clark stop by to break down Saturday's Sunbelt Championship game. Well, that's goodbye for now. We'll talk to you again on Friday.